Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Before we deal with this passage specifically, understand that prayer is not one of the pieces of armor. Paul is not saying that prayer is a weapon. It is mentioned in the context of spiritual war and the armor of God, and it's meant to be used in the midst of battle. But it is not a piece of the armor and it is not a weapon. He doesn't say to put on prayer. And you don't aim prayer at the enemy and pull some imaginary spiritual trigger. You can discover the true function of prayer studying this passage along with other Bible passages that teach us about the proper function of prayer in the life of a believer. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Praying Always. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. All variety of prayer, all prayer and petition. When and where? All times in the Spirit. The manner? All perseverance. The indirect objects? For all the saints. Look at it again at the end of that verse. All perseverance and petition for all the saints. Petition is the same word that you've already seen earlier in the sentence, those specific requests for specific needs. All the saints means that our priority in praying is to be for the Christians around us. It isn't selective. Remember, Paul made a big, big deal in this book, a huge deal in chapter 2 about Jews and Gentiles in Christ. And there used to be this giant wall between you, and now it's been knocked down. Now pray for all the saints. Jews, pray for your Gentile brothers and sisters. Gentiles, pray for your Jewish brothers and sisters. Within the family of God, every person should call out to the Father on behalf of any other member of the family. Now again, please don't let this make you feel guilty if you have not specifically prayed for every Christian you know every day this week. But it is clearly telling you that you shouldn't put boundaries on your prayers. Whenever you are reminded of another Christian, pray for him. Pray for her. If you know a specific need, bring it to God. He loves to hear your petitions. If you don't know a specific need, but you think of that person, well, thank God for that brother or sister and pray for strength and maturity for them. Now, some people are more zealous about this, more committed to this. I I would even say there's evidence of kind of a giftedness. Some might call it the gift of faith, that they are better at exercising that, that faith on behalf of, uh, of other people. But whatever it is, I've seen people in over a half century of ministry that I know of specifically prayed for me nearly every day as a matter of self-imposed discipline and habit. And I will never know 
the full value of that. But I'm humbled. I'm so thankful for it. If you have that kind of ministry to persistently pray for things, that's why we publish a weekly prayer guide to help you be reminded. And, and you'll notice some things come into that and they're there for a week and they're gone. And some things come into there and they've been there since we started it because there's still a need. There's still an issue to keep praying about. I am thrilled for those that spend many hours intimately with the Father. And if any of that is focused on me, oh, how humbling, how wonderful. I heard a great suggestion this week. Um, The context was talking to someone who was thinking about leaving a church. And this suggestion was made, okay, before you leave, do this. Now, I do not suggest you leave. I hope you're not in the process of leaving. I'm glad you're here. But this suggestion could be applied universally. Here was the suggestion. And if even a few of our Heritage Bible Church family would actually do this. It would make us all the better. Here was the plan. Take your church directory. And we have an app on the phone. You can have it on your phone. I happened to pick up the directory after I looked at this. I noticed in the way that our directory is formatted, there are three households on each page. Well, that would make a nice cutoff. Okay, how about three at a time? The, the suggestion is pray your way through the directory. Pray for those people there. In some cases, pray that next year they'll put their picture in. <laughs> that could be a specific request. But pray for that family. Pray for that, that, that man, that woman, that mom, that dad, those kids. Just pray for them. Lift them up before the Lord. And it might take you to page two, and you'll look at it and you'll say, well, Lord, I don't know who that person is. He does. I have a good idea. Pray for them and see if you can introduce yourself to them at church. How one, Some people say, you know, I prayed for you this week. I go, oh, my goodness. Pray more. Uh, I, I need it. Pray your way through your church family. Even if you don't do the whole directory thing, start making a list of people that you interact with, of needs that you've heard about. Take our our prayer guide and just start praying through it systematically. Not only on Wednesday nights when it's published, not only when it comes out each week. Just pray. Anytime, anywhere, for any person, in any situation, for any reason, just pray. God loves that. Those are the four alls of prayer. Now, much faster. We have an apostolic example of prayer here in verses 19 and 20. Here's a for instance from Paul's life. He's telling you to pray, and then he lets us get this little glimpse into what would he like you to pray for, verses 19 and 20. As well as on my behalf. All right, so right before that is with all perseverance for all the saints. What would you toss me in there too? He says, as well as on my behalf, that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chain. 
so that in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Keep praying for me, would you? I, I need this. He sensed the incredible weighty responsibility of his ministry. Remember, he, he wrote to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians, and he talked about, yeah, I've been beaten up, persecuted, left for dead, thrown in jail, all this stuff. But beyond all of that is the daily care of the churches. I mean, he had a big directory to pray through. Ephesus, uh, Colossae, Philippi, Thessalonica, all the whole region of Galatia. He had a lot. As a matter of fact, he understood, and we need to understand, that his life and his ministry was all the work of God. He's the guy who wrote Philippians 121. By the way, he wrote that from the same jail cell that he wrote Ephesians. He said, for me, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So would you pray for me? And remember, as he wrote this, yes, he was in jail, unjustly in jail. It appeared that many of his plans were scuttled. Uh, He couldn't travel as he wanted to. He was alone a lot of the time. He yearned for contact with his friends, and some could come and visit, but for the most part, it was very lonely. His future was uncertain, but look what he was concerned about. Pray that I'll have words when I open my mouth about the mystery of the gospel and that I will speak with boldness. In Romans 15, he asked for prayer that his service to God would be acceptable and that he could minister to the Romans in person. He got that one by getting imprisoned there in Rome. In 2 Thessalonians 3, he asked for prayer for the Word of God to spread and for deliverance from evil people. Well, that's kind of like Ephesians chapter 6. There's a spiritual warfare going on. Let's spread the gospel and be spared evil. In Colossians 4, his request was for God to grant him opportunities to preach. The point is that the prayers that Paul requested for himself were always incidental to the furthering of the spread of the gospel. He didn't ask them to pray about his welfare, his um, medical needs. He didn't ask his supporting churches to dig deeper. Um, The point is, effective prayer is prayer that's in the Spirit. It's what the Spirit wants. It is desiring for what the Spirit wants. And personal gain, personal comfort, those are not the primary motives. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't persevere in prayer for unresolved physical problems. Well, Grandma, I know you have that cancer, but I prayed for you four days in a row. God hasn't answered. Now, just buck up. No, 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 no. It doesn't mean you don't bring that petition before the Lord. All prayer and all petition of all kinds. But acknowledge that it's God who is control and in, in control. I have prayed earnestly and I do pray earnestly for the healing of people. I've done it countless times. Some have been healed contrary to what doctors said would happen. Some people I have prayed for fervently, and they're with the Lord. In either case, the the legitimacy of the prayer is decided whether the focus is on God or man. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.